subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ninja Selling Podcast. I'm Matt. He's Garrett. And we're back again, as always, with a fantastic episode. And before we dive into it today, reminder, if you are new to Ninja, if this is you're like, hey, I found this podcast, what's Ninja Selling? Well, guess what? There's a website for that. Head over to ninjaselling.com. It'll tell you everything you need to know about Ninja Selling. You can also find access to coaching, which is where Garrett and I spend a lot of our time. And if you want to join our podcast community, over 12,000 people who listen to the podcast, talk Ninja, learning Ninja, growing on this whole path alongside each other, go to Facebook and search for The Ninja Selling Podcast. You'll find us there. Garrett, good morning to you, sir. You got this amazing sunburst just coming right behind you. It's it's incredible. It's like you're... If we were doing video today, this would be the worst thing you'd ever want for video because it completely just... Garrett just doesn't exist. <laughs> you can't see me. You just see this huge blast of sun coming across my screen. But uh, yeah, sun is shining in Northern California. It is early right now. I'm re- timer recording is about 6:40 in the morning. And uh yes, it is beautiful here. It's going to be a nice day, blue skies. I don't know. This is these these are the days that just make me smile. I'm actually not going to do anything the rest of the day. I'm canceling all my calls. I'm going to lay in the sun. <laughs> that sounds like a sounds like a fun plan. We're overcast here, so you know, that's rare. We usually have really nice sunny blue sky days, but I'm glad that you got one over by you, Garrett. Well, today's a fun topic because the term that a lot of people throw around in business, particularly in this business, is return on investment. All the things that I do, I want to make sure I have a really good return on this investment. And it usually comes down to something that is monetary, right? Like, well, if I invest this much into this marketing program, it's going to produce these results in my business. Directly correlated return on investment, 30, 40, whatever percent that you're looking to get on those ROIs. Interesting thing, though, we've talked about this a lot, is it's really hard to measure ROI on certain things, particularly in this business, because you do so many things as a realtor and you wear a lot of different hats and a lot of things feed into each other. One thing that's not talked about often enough, Garrett, is the return on your time. When you invest in something, what is the return on time? How much time do you get back? from investing in those activities, whether that is a time investment or a monetary investment and qualifying it from that matter, because I will say this, Garrett, your time is more valuable than the money that you make off of those investments. You will ultimately earn more money by focusing on what you get back on your time than just a straight ROI calculation. Matt, you made a comment before we started recording that your time becomes more invaluable every day. Yep. And, and you really think about it, you know, when you're born, and this, I mean, obviously everybody's got different situations and how long they're going to live and what that looks like. And a lot of it, we don't know the value of the time that we have. You might have a chance of being on this planet for 10 years. You might have a, plan, a chance of being on this planet for 110 years. And each person there's got more time to work with. But It's pretty safe to say that as we get older, our time that we have left, that time, I think it's where you get in this space, Matt, that I definitely found myself in in the last couple of years of sitting there and saying like, if I'm going (laughs) to, this is going to come out wrong. If I'm going to bother to spend my time with you, like (laughs) there's got to be a good reason of, of, of like how it is 
growing something in a direction that's going to better benefit me, benefit you. Like there's got to be a mutual growth here. I'm excited about it. I'll give my time, I'll give my energy. But at the same time, this is what happens when you turn 45. You start looking at your time and going like, hold on a second. Maybe a couple of years ago, I was all in to dabble in all these different arenas and throw time this way, throw time this way, throw time this way. And as you get older, you start looking and going like, yeah, it's like fishing's great. I don't need to spend time in my life fishing right now. I had to make that decision here just recently. If I'm going to give my time to this world and this planet, unless it's with my son, I don't, I don't need to have a fishing rod in my hand. Same thing with golf. Unless it's with my dad on a golf course, meh. You can entice me all you want by calling me up and saying, hey, Garrett, let's go play some golf. I got zero interest in it. I love you. Let's go do something else. But And if you don't want to do anything else with me, we're probably not going to hang out, baby. Yeah. That's just not my thing. But it's interesting how you start analyzing the time that you have available. And I think when you start looking at business, it's very much not given enough attention to as you mature in a business, as you grow in a business, that there are certain things that you hopefully, as you're paying attention to it, as the, the business is an infancy stage and it's growing, you start looking at when it comes to my time, what is the best places in this business that I want to be growing? What is the type of business I want to be growing? Is it working with builders? Is it working with you know first-time home buyers? Is it working with people doing spec homes for themselves? Like what what is it? And as you start figuring out like these are my paths and my passion, I think the whole business becomes just a more viable business for yourself because the more excited you are about these areas you're spending time, giving time to, you bring more of yourself to the table. And I think it's an element. And again, this is where you got me thinking earlier, Matt, about as you get older, time becomes more valuable. But uh, you need to understand why, I think, first up front, why it becomes more valuable because you start becoming more picky about where you're giving it to. This is something that needs to happen internally in somebody's business early on. Yeah, no doubt. And and as you grow in business, your time becomes more valuable. And there, the other component of this, Garrett, too, is that a lot of times when we look at investments we make in our business, we don't consider the impact of time it could have. Okay, investing in this strategy over here. Oh, you know, all you need is one or two deals and this pays for itself. And most people have this, this, and this. And the average return, of, you know, return on investment is 60%. That's pretty good. Put it $100, get $160 out. Like, you know, this is going to be pretty or get $60 out each year or whatever, you know, anyway, however you guys like to look at your calculations, but what if it then takes you an additional three hours every week to convert those things, right? A lot of times people will put this money into things and then strangle their own time with this investment in a system or something. And all of a sudden, 10, 20 years later, they're like, gosh, what am I doing? Like, I'm stuck in this thing that's going round and round and round. And could I have made the same money or done, produced the same result without using all of this time? Probably if you focused on return on time instead of return on investment. And that's, that's one thing I'm in. I like, I thought about this back when um, I was growing in real estate and things like that and, and looking for that elusive work-life balance. I have to practice saying that because I like to say it the other way. And we did an episode on this long ago. 
And I realized, man, like balance is, is a horrible thing to strive for because it just sucks your time and you're constantly trying to keep all of these things at this perfect level so that there's just this perfect balance between life and work. Instead of looking at like life work harmony where it's like, hey, life should one, come first. And two, our time is going to be dynamic which then shifts the focus from dollars and cents to time. Because if you do focus on what gives you your time back, you then get to choose what you do with that time. And as your time gets more valuable because of how you just look at those moments in your own life as you as you grow and you get older, but also as your expertise and your talent grows in your business as you are in it longer, like you're better at performing listing consultations. You're better at performing buyer consultations. So those things start to take less and less time. And so when you then capture time back from an operational thing that you just, you're not getting better at, it just takes X amount of time. But if we outsource that and you've captured back an hour, it's like, well, maybe I can fit another buyer consultation in each week now, right? Which is going to definitely dynamically change what your output that bottom line of your business looks like too. And so we, I think we need to start really thinking in terms of any investment we make in our business. What is that return on time? What is my time that I also have to invest alongside those dollars and cents? And what is the time that I'm going to get back? And I'll look at, it, look at it from this perspective. A lot of people, when they're hiring an assistant, Garrett, they think, oh gosh, you know, I'm going to swap hours for hours, right? Or why would I hire somebody who's going to take two hours to do something that takes me 30 minutes to do? It's like, okay, well, let's talk about that. If you can hire somebody, you know, for 10 hours a week, they're going to be able to do as much work as you could do in four hours, let's say. Well, that sounds like a horrible investment because I could just get it done myself. It's like, (laughs) or what could you get done in those extra four hours a week now that you have this person handling it? Okay, it takes them 10 hours. You pay them $30 an hour. You're paying them $300 a week. You got four hours back. When you're on your game in this business, you're probably worth more than $300 an hour, certainly probably worth more than $100 an hour. So you could go make $400 plus after sending. So the return on investment is going to be in your favor, even though you're just getting those four hours back. Now it's up to you on how you're going to use that time, but we have to look at it from that perspective. Otherwise, I think we're just, you know, otherwise we are going to look at it as be like, I'm going to invest $300 and I'm just wasting time. Well, so this goes back, Matt, to like when and we very few people in our world in Ninja do this, but one of the things that we encourage people to do is to track your hours and understand what creates paid hours. And you can get your four hours back. And I mean, I know a lot of people that get their four hours back and they're like, Isn't this great? <laughs> like I I have time. Like I can go get laundry and I can go to the store. Like I haven't been to the store and I don't know how long, like fill the fridge up. And and they'll go run around. They start doing these little errands and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, that's great. Right up front. It's good to realize you have that time. Go take care of some stuff. Take care of some little things. But the long-term win of having that person give you four hours back late, say, every week is actually doing the activities that lead you to the paid hours. And that is how you want to use that wisely to sit there and say, okay, what are my specific activities that grow this business? And again, this also, there's lots of people out there saying, but what if you're trying to do something different? I get it. I'm using a simple example here of somebody growing a business, somebody wanting to be better and hiring people to come in and help them. You can either get time back and then what do you do with that time? 
this goes back to your I, P, I, and E time that we teach in the installation. P time you get paid for, I time creates P time, E is created by P. There's a whole formula around that. So everybody's out there going, what the hell did you just say, Gert? We're not going to talk about it any deeper than that right here. You got to go figure it out. We have an episode on that. Just go search for our Pi Time episode. There is an episode on it. But one thing that you said a second ago, Matt, that got my attention, and I don't know if you noticed here, I was scrambling for scratch paper because I was trying to write things down so I didn't forget it. I think the other thing you need to look at is understanding the time versus you know, maybe money invested upfront return in your worlds. And you made a comment of you could like buy leads right now, or you could have a system right now that you're putting an investment into opportunities coming in. And then you got to start to say, okay, well, it's paying for itself or we're making X amount of percentage over, right? but it's taking me 10 hours a week specifically to call all these leads to find all this stuff. And this is where the time comes in. What I think is interesting is, is that stranger business is a monetary investment typically up front that makes that to come in. In this stranger business that you're working with, working with strangers, you're spending the money up front and you can easily do the return on the money you've spent. When you start looking at the time spent, usually you'll find it's a higher time spent area relationship type businesses. And I don't care whether it's Ninja or another system that you use that helps you build relationships. It's interesting because the numbers are almost flipped in a weird way. The monetary return upfront when you're building a relationship business is out of whack. Uh, where a stranger business, you can look at it and say, ah, I can see the monetary numbers work right now. Ah, it's right there in front of me. But a relationship business, it's like, I'm not seeing it yet. I'm not seeing it. And I'm used to being able to go over here and call these leads and I can find a deal. I'm used to being able to go over here and walk in this neighborhood and find a transaction. This one's like, well, I'm writing my notes. I'm making my phone calls. I'm doing real estate reviews. I'm I'm having lunches with people. And where is it? Like, when's it happening? When's it going to take place? What's interesting with time, Matt, and you know this, but everybody who's listening out there with relationship businesses is that the longer you do it, the more quality you put into it, the more quality your relationships grow into, what you end up with is a business that actually your time is really valuable in there. Like the time that you give to the return you get on it gets better and better and better and better every year. And I know people that have invested all the time up front and they've been scratching their head going, when's it going to happen? And five, 10 years later are like, how do you shut this thing off? It's a great problem to have. I'm barely showing up in my world right now. And I got leads and people coming to me saying they need help with real estate. And I just want to go on vacation with my family. Like that's what I'm trying to go do right now. And it's hard to see that that far end piece, that that down the road piece with the relationship business. And it's where a lot of people get stuck in the stranger business, the short term right now, because it's an easy dollar return thing they can see. Mm-hmm. I hope that makes sense. It makes makes perfect sense. And that's exactly what I was thinking about was was the lead business. And and now if you take that and, and apply it to an agent who's maybe overwhelmed right now, it's like, gosh, I got all this stuff going on. Or maybe you just feel like you have a lot of stuff going on, but you want more business. Be like, I, I don't have the time for more business. Like This is where you have to look at investments in your time. And I think it starts by analyzing your own time and making sure like, hey, am I, am I effective with the time that I provide myself with in any given day? Am I being effective with it? Am I making good choices around the critical actions that are 
the ones that really will move me forward or am I just doing things because there's work to be done, right? Am I just handling things that are coming in? And I think this starts by one, taking a moment and figuring out how how do you want to build your own relationship with your time? Because if you don't respect your own time, how can you expect your clients to respect your time, right? How can you expect your colleagues to respect your time if you are not already respecting your own time? Now, does that mean that there's going to be some emails that might not get answered every now and then? It might. That's why there's the delete button, Matt. You just let those go. Yeah, that's exactly. And does that mean that you're never going to work extra hours or go the extra mile or put in the extra effort? No, absolutely not. That's like this is not a this is not a box. And I think this is the interesting thing when you start looking at time is return on investment is numbers, right? It is a calculation. People use that to make investment decisions, which I think is actually very important. People use it to kind of put everything in a very similar box so that they can analyze things equally. Your time should not be played with in that same way. It needs to be looked at as something that is more special, that is something that grows every single day in its own value. So it cannot fit in a box. There's not going the same ROT, return on time today, is going to be a different metric for you tomorrow, the next day, the next day, next year, next decade, all of those things. And so you want to accumulate as much of it as you possibly can, looking for all the opportunities of, hey, how can I get this time back? How can I get this time back? The people I see so often, Garrett, who are who are masters of success in real estate and business or anything, typically are incredible masters of time. Now, what they choose to do with that time might be two different things. You might have Gary Vee who's out there hustling every waking hour, still sleeping as soundly as a baby. Um, you know, Ryan Serhant's another advantage of that, example of that. Or you might, Elon Musk, like, gosh, how does that guy have time? And there might be somebody who you're like, man, it doesn't even look like this guy's working. Great. Master of time. These are all masters of time who are choosing to do different things with their time. I mean, Richard Branson, we've talked about him. I find him fascinating. I don't know him, obviously. I know of him. I read about him. But he seems like a guy who's never stressed, right? He doesn't seem like a, I got to go hustle all the time. When you read his books, he definitely- Sir Richard Branson, man. He's not stressed. He certainly did it in the beginning days. Yeah. But he's just like, he's chill. That's a guy who's mastered his time effectively. Jesse Itzler, another entrepreneur. I know I'm just like putting names out there because I want you guys to go look these people up to see how these people use their time. Masters of time create incredible things for themselves and for the people around them. People who are masters of the ROI are going to be stuck on a spreadsheet all the time. I'm not saying ROI isn't important to look at. It is. But if you can master your time first, then it's going to be a lot easier to look at that return on investment. I will. And again, just sitting here writing notes as we're talking about, one of the things that came into my mind was in my business career, all the businesses that I've ever worked in, every industry I've been around, the last 20 years of my 45 have been spent pretty much in real estate and other, other industries around this that we can apply Ninja to. The people that are like really busy, like when I get them on the phone, I talk to them and they're just like pulling their hair out. Like, and they're just super, super, super stressed trying to find time. Try, they're overwhelmed. They're not sleeping well at night. Usually they're not, it's not a direct correlation to like, oh, those are the successful people. A lot of times they are the ones that are clamoring to hang on. 
they're throwing everything they can at everything, trying to do everything because they've seen what works for Joe over here in the office, see what works for Sally over here. And they're like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. And they haven't really said, okay, with the time that I have allowed, where am I going to put my number one big energy towards? And so this is where I find that the people that really do get massive results, the ones that I watch that it's like, you don't even look like you're trying. Like, are you trying? What they have gotten really good at is knowing exactly what produces them the big results with the limited time that they're going to be putting into it. Uh, you mentioned Gary V. That guy's going like an absolute, you know, you watch him. He's like a hamster. Like the guy's just like, like going. But at the end of the day, though, from what I've seen from him and what I understand is he's very, very, very focused with where he wants to go and what he wants to be doing. He knows exactly what conferences he wants to go to in the stages. He doesn't take them all. He takes the ones that are very pertinent to him growing in the direction that he wants to grow and resonates with him because his time is so damn valuable. Uh, you look at like someone like Elon Musk. You were talking about people like uh, you said, um, Richard Branson, never seeming stressed. I don't know if I've ever seen Elon Musk stressed. That's because he's just a different breed of human. But, you know. <laughs> he, he is a little bit of a different breed of human. <laughs> May not be human. But there's, the, you know, there's just this element of like, yeah, we should do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. But he's got a really clear vision. Like I guarantee you, and I've never had a chance to meet him. Maybe he's somebody we should have on the podcast someday. But it's an interesting thing of like- Elon Musk? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Open invitation, Elon, if you're listening, please come on. Yeah, if, if you're listening, if you happen to be tuning into the Ninja Select podcast with your time that you have available in your life. <laughs> but I think that, you know, that's an interesting element of like, he's very clear on where he's going, what he wants to be working on, visions that he has in his head, and where he's going to be saying, okay, this is worth my time right now. And obviously, incredible returns on the time that he has that he spends like that guy creates a one of my most fascinating and this goes back to time versus return matt have you ever done any research on his flamethrower that he created oh the boring company flamethrower yeah yeah it was a bet right and it turned into this basic thing that he created a flamethrower someone's like i don't think you could create a flamethrower and actually sell it on the open market and he actually took the uh, the skin of an air was an airsoft gun or something like that, and then put a like a porch that you could get at the actual you know hardware store, like the welding store. Yeah, <laughs> just reskinned the whole damn thing and sold it, and in a matter of like a couple of months, made some crazy amount of millions and millions and millions of dollars. And he's like, "Yep, we sold it." He's like, all of it's legal stuff. We just repackaged it and put it out there in a different way. And you look at that and go, okay, he had this crazy vision. He had this energy behind it. He realized time invested into it. And look at these results that you create. And people walk around, and they go, how did he do it? How, like, how would he envision that? I think the interesting thing is he got re he's very clear on what is a good use of his time and his energy in our businesses, Matt, and in real estate. Primarily, we've got a lot of realtors listeners, but this is any business. I think a lot of us don't have a clear vision of where we're going and what we're doing and what our what our kind of big picture is. And so then what happens is we get spread out all over the place and we start blowing time. And Matt, this was so great about this topic you brought today. Yes. Blowing time all over the place. And then if you really just focused on and said, I've got 168 hours this week 
And how do I want to use it to create something incredible and grow this thing in a direction that I want to be? You have a lot of time at your fingertips and a lot of wasted time. Yeah. Well, you know, the flamethrower is a good example because Elon was like, this will be fun to do. Right now, could he have made more money in a different business if he chose to use that time somewhere else? Maybe, probably, actually. But he said, this is going to be fun. Right. And a lot of times we're not focused on using our time in areas that bring us joy, that make us smile, particularly in our business. And I had a conversation with a client yesterday and we were talking about, he's like, I'm feeling burnt out. And I'm like, let's talk about that because I don't, I really don't think that you are. And it turned out there was just not a lot of motivation around like he was at a stage in his career. He was like, he really kind of wants to be going a different direction, doing something different, has these ideas, but just hasn't put a plan in place and have chosen in advance where the time is going to be spent to build that, right? Finding that why, finding that passion. And so we spent the time just kind of restructuring a, a routine that involved a focus on the priorities that matched with the three, five, 10 year goals. And all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, I'm ready to rock and roll. It's like, what, what happened to that burnout, right? That was there just an hour ago. It was gone. And when we think about our time, we need to be thinking about that. Like, are you spending the time in your business on the things that you enjoy? And if you're spending the time with things that you don't necessarily enjoy, are those things going to give you time to do the things that you do enjoy? That's the biggest thing. A lot of times we don't focus on, okay, I'm going to suck it up and do this right here because it's going to give me time over here. Everyone says, I'm going to suck it up and do this right here because it's going to give me money over here. Well, if it never gives you time to use that money, it doesn't matter what that's there. Just like health and fitness is an example for me. Okay, some things I don't enjoy doing um, with health and fitness. And I think that's probably true for all of us. But I am going to really enjoy the time when my daughters are older and being able to dance with them at their weddings, being able to be around when they have kids and play with the grandkids and, and be fit and all those things when those things come around. That's time that I definitely want to have. And so doing uncomfortable things now is is worth it. Now, if I was just doing things to just like make money to stick around or whatever, that's not giving me time on the other side. Yep. And so comparing that back to Elon's flamethrower, like he got a lot of fun doing that, which also gave him future time to talk about those things and probably other little networks and other things that probably came out of that that developed more opportunities for him to do more things that he enjoys with his time. And that's the biggest thing that I want people to start to think about. And there's no like, here's the equation for this, right? There's no like, oh, here's the the rule of thumb that you can use with your time. The beauty of this is, is that you get to create that equation for yourself. And you have to be very aware of yourself and your time to to be able to produce that and, and calculate that. One of the things that was taught to me very early on in life, and this is one that my dad was just drilled into me, was there is no correlation between the amount of income you make and the amount of time that you invest. And it's it's a it's a broken model that a lot of us get stuck in. And yes, you all know who you are out there. It's the majority of people listening to this call. I don't mean to point fingers at you, but you know who I'm pointing at. It's very easy to go to make more money. I need to invest more time. And the reason I bring up this flamethrower thing is here, here's a guy who repurposes already built material. Already the material is already there, makes 20,000 flamethrowers. 20,000. That's all he's going to make, all he'll ever make. They they don't exist. You can't go buy a new one nowadays and sells them for $500 a pop. 
that's ten million dollars in revenue. And I I don't I couldn't find the time frames on it. They didn't sell them for very long either. <laughs> it was like ten million dollars in revenue in a very short amount of time. I think all said and done, profit out of it was like three point five million in profit after it was all said and done. And so you look at this and you go, okay, crazy. And I might be off on the 3.5 because those numbers I was kind of going, but I do know $500 a pop, 20,000 of them were sold. There is no correlation in your business when it comes to time invested in the amount of money you're going to make. And this is why I want to circle back to this, why Matt and I, and I have invested so much of my time and energy in this business into relationships is that I have never found a better return on investment for my time as relationships. Um, when you build a business around a relationships, the crazy thing is a lot of people will say is I don't even feel like I'm working anymore. I'm out on my mountain bike. I'm hanging out with my kids at their school. I am spending time on the golf course. I am out doing the things that I love with the people that I enjoy. And business just keeps coming out of it. And you start correlating that together. And it's like, wow, it's an interesting thing because when I'm not working, I'm working. Um, it all kind of fits into place together. And all of a sudden, it's like, I'm getting to enjoy my time to the best I can possibly enjoy it. And because I have understood how to build a business around this now, it also produces me income. And very little time invested into the let's go build the business. Let's spend time today just doing this away from the people I love. And this is what we're, we've been programmed to do from many, many, many years of watching maybe parents go off to go to work. We don't see them all day long. They sacrifice that time away from their family. They come back and it's like, okay, we got our parents at home now again. This is that it's a weird thing that you start to understand. It's like it all molds together with a really, awesome return on your time. And Matt, this is where, again, I think is so powerful for what you brought to the table today is helping people understand the difference of this. Yeah. And it's, it opened up doors for you. And, and, you know, some, some people are going to make that choice of time of going off to an office. Like there's no right or wrong answer here um, that somebody can tell you, you have to figure that out on yourself. What I challenge everybody to do is when you are thinking about in, investments in your business, Start by asking yourself, is there time that I can get back from investing in these things? Or is there time that's going to be required of me because of investing in these things? And how do I want that to correlate to my value of time and my bottom line and the things I like to do outside of business, right? Just have that thought process with yourself. Don't just get stuck on the spreadsheet because that's going to be a great investment in your future to think about your time. By the way, the flamethrower was sold for five hundred apiece, so they raised ten million in revenue uh, off of selling those twenty thousand flamethrowers. So I was curious how how fast they sold them. I think they sold them in like it was like a couple like a month or so. Like it was like oh, I think it was all pre pre order. Like yeah, they're, they're, if you guys ever want to check it out, Casey Neistat did a video on YouTube where he got his flamethrower and started blowing flame. He melted his mic on his camera. <laughs> <laughs> he shot a flame and just melted the whole thing. So amazing. Pretty funny. So again, Matt, again, I, I love this topic. I love having, and again, I, I, I agree with what you're saying is like the way it kind of came out of my mouth was like building a business that all this, like, you know, kind of works together with relationships and things and whatnot. But I think it's also is understanding what's invaluable to you because mm -hmm. there's things that I do that are extremely valuable to me that are, it's me time. 
Like I showed you a picture of me building a, a couch for a project that I'm working on. And I've spent the last, I don't know, three days from about six o'clock at night until about nine o'clock at night in a shop by myself with wood and tools and the music blaring. And it's a happy place for me. Like I literally like walk out of there with the biggest smile on my face going like, wow, like, look at that. Look at the project and how this thing is coming along. And I have visions of my kids sleeping on it and friends coming over and people coming and visiting because it's going to, it turns into a queen size bed. It's so cool. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, for me, it's like, is that a, is that a good use of my time? At first I would have told you it wasn't. When we were doing this project and we were kind of looking at what we're building and what we're doing here, I begged and begged and begged my wife to just let's please buy some Ikea furniture and put it on the boat and make it be done. We have a houseboat. And so it's been a project. We we bought a a broken houseboat that we've been turning into something that we are comfortable inviting friends to. <laughs> but in this process of doing it, all of a sudden, this furniture became this thing that's like... I can create it any way I want to. I can make that space be the best we can possibly do instead of making some other piece of furniture work. And all of a sudden it's turned into this thing that at first I was really fighting against, but now that I understand the bigger value of it and the purpose of it, it's like, it's so enjoyable to like break from what I'm doing here to run out there to go and work on this thing and build it and finish it off to hopefully have it at a point where you guys, not all of you are going to be able to see it, but some of you listen to this will be able to come and see it and hang out and go play with me. You need to understand every hour you have like that because I could easily sit and watch TV after I get done with work. I could easily sit and do something that is not making me a better person, that is not growing my life, that is not growing my memories. And I think in our society, Matt, we, we very easily fall into those traps. And uh, understanding your time, understanding the time that you have here, what you can give, how you can help, how you can push people, yourself, others around you to be better. Like That's the stuff that you're going to look back on and remember. Judge Judy, you're not, you're not going to remember Judge Judy. She's great, but... No. Yeah, I mean, you might remember her because she's famous, but... That's about it. Yeah, no, I like that. That one court case. I'm, I'm glad you, we got some time to explore this, and, uh, and I hope it's helping people think a little bit differently about how you plan your weeks, how you plan your business, um, and just how you think about your value for your personal world and your business world. So, yeah, fun going down this path with you, man. Well, with that being said, Matt, great topic. I appreciate you bringing this today because, uh, again, just to get people thinking a little outside the box of normal normal day-to-day stuff. For all of you that want to learn more about what we've talked about typically on most of our, our episodes, which is Ninja Selling, go to ninjaselling.com. You can learn about all upcoming events, installations, classes that we're offering through that. If you want to learn more about the coaching program, which is myself and Matt spend most of our time there, we also have 30 coaches in total that are there that can help you grow your business, get to your goals, maybe figure out where you want to be spending your time and what's important to you. like That's what our coaches are gifted in, is helping people use their time wisely to get to the life that they want to create. Um, we can help you with that. We've got a ton of great people. And, uh, and again, if you want to go join a bunch of like-minded people like yourself to listen to the podcast and want to share episodes and topics and things like this, go to the Facebook, go check out the uh, Ninja Selling Podcast, and you'll find all that there. So with that being said, Matt, thank you, sir. Thank you, man. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Have a great one. 
If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.